In the book, The Alchemist, by Paolo Coelho, the main character, Santiago, is a young shepherd boy. And in the course of the novel, he discovers that dreams are the language of God. The Alchemist has long been one of my favorite books because it gives me a way to think about and process my dreams in a more reflective and spiritual way. Coelho, the author, is a Christian who knows that dreams have a special place in scripture and that dreams reveal things that daytime busyness often keeps hidden. And we can think about dreams in scripture. They are recorded throughout the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. And many of these accounts have to do with some kind of stress that the dreamer is experiencing. And as restless as they make the dreamer, stress dreams are particularly productive from a divine perspective. In scripture, stress dreams are particularly about the future. And when God gets into the middle of them, dreams provide direction and guidance so that when the dreamer finally awakes to face the day, she or he has a sense of purpose and drive to do what needs to be done. For example, in the book of Genesis, Jacob and his son Joseph have dreams that give shape to the identity of the Hebrew people. In Jacob's dream, God promised that Jacob's descendants would be as numerous as the dust of the earth and the stars of the sky, and whose family would be a blessing to all the families of the earth. And in Joseph's dreams, a little bit later in Genesis, God gives Joseph a glimpse of the future struggles and the sufferings of generations of Israelites in Egypt, but also the promise that God would be with the people and would lead them out of captivity when the time is right. So today we read about another Joseph, another dreamer, someone who's having stress dreams. And Matthew's gospel is the one who gives us the story of Jesus' birth from Joseph's perspective. And this poor guy is stressed out. The timeline of events that Matthew lays out still drives anxiety and conflict in relationships to this day. A couple is engaged but not yet living together. Boyfriend discovers girlfriend is pregnant. Questions abound. How? Well, that one's easy. Why? Whose? What is this broken-hearted fiancé to do? But Joseph, Matthew wants to make very clear, is a righteous man, which is to say a man devoted to God and concerned with traditional ethical living. And though Matthew does not elaborate, I think we can safely assume that Mary's betrothed is not a guy who likes to make waves. He doesn't want to call attention to himself or get too close to controversy. I think like most of us, he wants an ordinary life. He's honest and hardworking. He follows the rules. 
He practices justice and fairness. And all he wants in exchange is a normal, uncomplicated life. Is that too much to ask? Poor Joseph. I wonder if he's like anyone you know. It's always worth remembering that Mary and Joseph aren't merely characters from a stained glass window. They are flesh and blood people. And the more we can imagine them to be people like us, with their ups and downs and relationships, the more we might imagine ourselves to be people like them. That is, people who go through all kinds of things, some quite painful and damaging, but yet whom God uses to accomplish God's purposes. In choosing Joseph to be Jesus's earthly father, God led a righteous man with an impeccable reputation straight into doubt and shame and scandal and controversy. God's call required Joseph to reorder everything he thought he knew about fairness, justice, goodness, and purity. God's call required Joseph to become the talk of the town and not in a good way. It required him to embrace a mess he had not created, to love a woman whose story he did not fully understand, to protect a baby he didn't father, and to accept an heir who was not his son. In other words, God's messy plan of salvation required Joseph, a quiet, cautious, status quo kind of guy, to choose precisely what he feared and dreaded most, the fraught, the complicated, the suspicious, and the inexplicable. So much for living a well-ordered life. But at first, Matthew does tell us, Joseph was going to figure this out on his own. In the quietness of his heart, Joseph makes his plans. But as that story always begins with, we have plans in our heart, the proverb reminds us, the Lord makes other plans. It is the Lord who guides our steps. And so as Joseph sleeps and dreams, an angel of the Lord gets into his head and helps Joseph resolve to follow another path, to remain faithful to God, even when being faithful to God means going against faithfulness to the tradition. For being faithful to the tradition would mean going through with the divorce, but being faithful to God means Joseph accepts Jesus as his son and gives him a name to seal the relationship. Joseph faces the dilemma of forsaking one expression of righteousness for another. And as the advice goes, when you're facing a big decision to sleep on it, Joseph does. And in his sleeping state, Joseph's head and heart are accessible for God to speak to the core of who Jesus is and Joseph is. 
and to offer a resolution to the dilemma that Joseph's human heart and mind had failed to discern during his waking hours. So let's imagine what the angel whispers in Jesus' ear, Joseph's ear. Good grief. The angel whispers to Joseph, believe Mary's unbelievable story. Marry her. Accept this child into your family and become the father of God's child. For he will need a father like you as he grows into manhood who will teach him to take the risks of faith like the one you're about to take. For one day, he will grow up and be tempted not to take them. He will need a father like you to teach him how to withstand the disapproval of others as you will soon have to withstand it. He will need a father like you to teach him what to do in situations like this one when all hope seems lost and only pain remains and to model how to believe the unbelievable good news and to walk ahead in faith even when you don't know how it's all going to end. For if you do not walk this hard road to Bethlehem, Joseph, how will your son know how to climb the cruel hill to Calvary? Afterwards, Matthew says when Joseph woke up, he did as the angel commanded, furthering God's purposes and plans by marrying Mary and choosing to be father to this child. In these choices, Joseph lets God's dream work itself out in and through him, choosing a way of living righteously that has to do with trusting, intuition, and imagination, being in right relationship with the dreams of God, but it was certainly a process. Not an immediate jumping headlong into yes with no questions or hesitations. And that is a bit of a relief for me. I don't know about you, but I have a hard time relating to people who don't struggle to make a decision that will change the rest of their life. Joseph struggled. The dream was a blessing but it also disturbed the peace. But so that God's greater peace and hope and joy and love could be birthed into the world. So no wonder the angel's first words to Joseph were do not be afraid. And if we want to enter into God's story, then perhaps those are the first words we need to hear too. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid when God's work in your life looks alarmingly different than what you thought it would. Do not be afraid when God upends your cherished assumptions about righteousness. Do not be afraid when God asks you to love something or someone more than your own spotless reputation. Do not be afraid of the precarious, the fragile, the vulnerable, 
or the impossible. For God's dreams are made of this. Who are we to disagree? As disciples, we can learn a lot from Joseph, a man who lets his actions speak louder than his words, a man who acts out of mercy in the causes of justice, not out of ritual obedience in the cause of conventional piety, a man who cooperates to channel the power of God, not preserve or pile up personal power, A man who, like Mary, is willing to give God the last word. And as disciples of Joseph's beloved adopted son, we are called to cooperate with God in order to allow God's dreams and ways to enrich our lives and the lives of those around us. We are called to dream the dreams of God being open to the guidance by God's Spirit for our future, and that the promise, the promise of Emmanuel, God with us, is in fact being revealed in and through us every day. Beloved people of God, may it be so. Amen.